Hey everyone, welcome to the second Scheller undergrad podcast of the year. My name is Amit Shahab. I'm a third year student at Scheller and your host for The Intersection today. Today we have three fantastic guests on our panel, Priya Shah, Navi Shah, and James Nee, who are here to talk to us a little bit about diversity at Scheller. So let's go ahead and just meet our panel. We'll work from Priya and end with James. Hey everyone, my name is Priya Shah. I'm a fourth year business student concentrating in um, information technology management at Scheller and I'm graduating in spring of 2020. My name is Nevi. I'm a fourth year information technology management major, and I have a minor in computer science. And I will be graduating in the spring of this year. So soon. So soon. <laughs> and working in New York at Ernst & Young. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> hey, everyone. My name is James Nee. I'm a fourth year business administration major, concentrating in marketing and minoring in the Stephen A. Denning Technology and Management Program. And this summer, I'll be working at IBM doing digital sales in Chicago. And for those of you listening in, um, we keep using um, information technology management, and we at Scheller call that um, ITM. And then the program that James mentioned is our TNM program. Um, so that might come up in conversation later on. So let's just go ahead and you know kind of just get right into it. Um, you know, there's diversity in genders, sexual orientation, ethnicity, backgrounds, experiences, interests. Where do you think Scheller is the strongest in, and where do you think we can take the most strides in? I think the students at Scheller have one of the best experiences you can have as a college student, especially being in the middle of Atlanta and being exposed to so many different Fortune 500 companies and just job experience in general, as well as how Scheller sets us up with one of their first classes we take is basically a career development class for upcoming seniors in high school. I think that really sets us up for the rest of our college experience and making us realize how to handle ourselves in the future. I think that, yeah, I think I remember coming into FAST the freshman year and, you know, meeting all these different people from all these different places. I think I met someone from, like, Morocco, and she had climbed, like, so many of the summits of the <laughs> world. And, um, you know, I think it just goes to show you that there's just so many different types of people. I think that one thing that we could definitely work towards I guess at the school, but then also just in general, it's just acceptance of those types of, all types of people, um, whether, you know, male, female, mm -hmm. um, whatever your sexual orientation is. I don't really, I, I don't know what specifically applies to Scheller. Um, do you have any opinion? Yeah, I, I think um, from my experiences like in class and just working like in Scheller, um, I think, you know, we're really strong in kind of having a diverse kind of group of people especially in class, um, especially within um, all the different like co um, concentrations that we have. I think we could definitely work on kind of doing more of that. I don't think that there's any kind of upper limit to, to yeah. kind of having a diverse group of people within our community. Um, it's just like about making like stronger strides to be more inclusive and be more accepting of, of different types of people, I think. And I think one of the things that all of us are kind of hitting on is the fact that Scheller is really big on not just being, you know, like, it's not just about diversity on the outside or like the color that your skin represents. Mm -hmm. it's, it's a lot of like yeah. diversity in thought, diversity right. in personalities, diversity in interests. So a lot of times people have these like ideas about business schools or people, for example, like, like oh, they're finance type people. They're very right. business oriented. All they care about is networking. But I really haven't heard that about Scheller. It's always, oh, this person like has this really cool passion that they're interested in, or mm -hmm. this person is really into, you know, this academic like environment, but they're branching out and learning, you know, 
about something else. For example, you're doing marketing, but you're doing like a, a very tech certificate with that in your mm-hmm. TNM program. Um, can you, you know, recall an example of a class you had that kind of like built on that lecture structure you learned a lot from your other peers just simply based on diversity of thought? Yeah, I actually last semester, last semester, I think last year, mm-hmm. I took PN Shu's um, Foundations of Strategy class. Mm-hmm. I don't know if either of you mm-hmm. have yeah. taken I'm in it right now. <laughs> She's just like an amazing professor. Mm-hmm. Um, she used to teach at HBS. And, you know, instead of having a textbook or PowerPoints where she would teach us the information, we would have a discussion. And as a class, we would come up with, you know, Porter's Five Forces or mm-hmm. just, you know, the the fundamentals of what we were learning. We, we would have discussions and have case studies and we would argue with each other um, and then come up with, you know, these are the ways that, you know, Porter came up with forces or, yeah. you know, th- these are the foundations of X, Y, and Z, which I thought was really cool because we were coming up with that information ourselves and then we realized that we were capable of doing that. Yeah, absolutely. So. I think building off of that, um, my legal ethics or my business law class, um, we had a very similar approach where, yeah, we had like a PowerPoint that we went off of, but like we would have case studies essentially where we read kind of the legal environment of this like scenario that she's given us. And we had to argue like, you know, whatever perspective we were taking on it, like, is this legal? Why is this legal? Or what is the tort going on and why? And it was really interesting to see kind of how, you know, 30 odd people have 30 odd different answers mm-hmm. to this question that, you know, at face value seems so like, like black and white like mm-hmm. is this is this like a legal action for a business to take but you have so many different things that you have to consider so many working parts especially in the business world that n- you are never going to come up to the to the same answer the same way as any any other people mm-hmm. uh, any of the other people like sitting beside you which was really breathtaking for me um kind of my first real semester in Scheller like mm-hmm. having that experience coming from like a computer science background where everything is either right or wrong was really really eye-opening awesome yeah um so i think we've talked a little bit about like the what that scheller offers in diversity but let's get a little bit into the why so i think you three you know do a great job representing scheller um for the numerous reasons we've been talking about but why do you think it is so important for scheller to focus on diversity and really just academic environments and and georgia tech in general and business schools across the nation in general to focus on diversity how do you think that kind of plays into um, a student's academic experience I think what's most important is that, <clears throat> excuse me, basically your academic experience that you have in college is building you up to the person you need to be when you're in the workplace. Mm-hmm. And diversity in the workplace, DNI, is extremely important, especially in big companies today. And making sure that you know how to interact with different types of people, different genders, sexes, um, is extremely important just because of where we are at today in our society. and. The way our society is changing is constantly changing, especially now. Um, you have to be prepared for anything and be able to include anybody in anything that you're starting, whether it's an initiative or a movement or anything like that. And I think that pushing DNI in colleges and the workplace and really even like your homes is yeah. extremely important just so that you know and you have like the spatial and self awareness when you're in public. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even I, th- I forget what the percentage is, but you know, like most of the CEOs of like Fortune 500 companies are, I think, you know, primarily men, um, and I think primarily Caucasian, if I'm mm-hmm. not mistaken. Um, so I think that the fact that there's kind of a lack of diversity in the workplace now, you know, colleges should really take that initiative to make 
you know their colleges more diverse because like we are the youth of tomorrow like we are going to we are going to make the corporate world what it is once we graduate um and if we can you know get more female ceos and more black ceos and more hispanic ceos you know we're going to come up with a you know an economy a business world that takes into consideration all different types of people all different types of customers all different types of needs um so that's why you know colleges should really take that initiative so it's it's almost like a bottom-up effect and a very like grassroots Mm -hmm. movement for academic environments take that stride so so that being said i think that there are a lot of challenges despite how like forward we've come in our society nowadays there are definitely challenges on how to incorporate it so what are your thoughts on what some of the challenges are of trying to incorporate diversity inclusion in like a general college campus in your individual schools and individual classes I think my biggest um my biggest thing about that is that you shouldn't try to force it like Mm -hmm. don't I don't Mm -hmm. think diversity Mm -hmm. for the sake of diversity is um, effective in Mm -hmm. doing what it's supposed to do I think just realizing and kind of taking people for their whole person and seeing Mm -hmm. the diversity across people that kind of naturally comes from taking the right people um, is the best way to do it because um, at the end of the day, like those are the people that want to be there. Those are the people that are passionate about whatever the cause is, whether it be a company, whether it be an initiative, whether yeah. it be, you know, whatever. And you're going to automatically get some sort of diversity from yeah. that, which is, I think, the best form. Absolutely. Yeah, I, d- I definitely agree. One thing I will say is that I think that the initiatives, like the recruiting initiatives that we take, you know, women's recruitment team, Hispanic recruitment team, mm-hmm. um, there's like a ton of more that I can't yeah. think of right now, but those are really, really important, I think, because although the people who want to be here will be here, I think that certain people um, don't necessarily have the same opportunities as mm-hmm. everyone else. So I think it's our job as a university to reach out to those, you know, those little holes that we can't get into normally. Um, so those like recruitment efforts, I think, are extremely important. I think what's also interesting at especially like a technical school as like Georgia Tech is making sure that the students have, I guess, enough willpower to want to do that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, a lot of the times I feel like we get stuck in our niches and our pockets on campus and we, we don't really reach out even if we do have the opportunity to just because we're comfortable. Yeah. And definitely. I think like making yourself uncomfortable in that type of situation is extremely important even in the workplace and even like at home or wherever you are just because like that's the only way we're gonna be able to get over that barrier of um, diversity and inclusion and not including anybody and including everybody at the same time. And I think that like that goes right back to this like grassroots movement that we're kind of talking about but how do you think we can kind of empower each other to feel more comfortable in pushing diversity or you know, just being comfortable with diversity. If it's not something that we've experienced before or tried to push before, how can we do that as students and how do we think that our faculty can support us in that? I okay. I, th- I think that, you know, we need to stop defining what a norm is. I think mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. a lot of students yeah. say, I need to be involved in this, this, and this, and I need, you know, I need to be in a fraternity and I need to, mm-hmm. like, be in this organization yeah. and then I need to, like, take this class and get this GPA but mm-hmm. um, that's not that's not di- like that's not what we should be striving towards we should be striving towards you know what we actually want to do not yeah. what we think we should mm-hmm. be doing right um, and I think that once you define a norm people just sort of gravitate towards that and don't really right. think about you know who am I like what do I want to do yeah. how can I give back to you know my friends around me and encourage them to do what they want to do too you know it's kind of it's also like a grassroots movement if you if you just start doing your own thing then I guess everyone else will too Mm -hmm. and just going off of 
defining normal. I think I read a book in ninth grade, it, and it was called Defining Normal t- or What is to Define Normal. You're reading some mature books and, in yeah. ninth grade. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and it was basically along the lines of the same thing is there's no really one piece of normal. It's what everybody thinks it is. Mm-hmm. And as long as, like, what you're doing is what you're passionate about, which, like, coming into college, I tried to fit in, and yeah. then I didn't get accepted into a lot of organizations just because of that reason, yeah. and I wasn't myself. And then in the spring of my first year, um, I started doing a lot of things just for myself and realized that people are so much more accepting whenever you're passionate about something and then they support you yeah. than if you were to, like, jump into something that they're interested in, they're, they're be kind of taken aback and be like, all right, um, this is kind of my thing. Not not to take it personally, but just from just from that kind of perspective, it was interesting to see the dynamic between people seeing through who you're acting like and who you actually mm-hmm. are, which is, I think, like you said, like a grassroots human, you have to be yourself to be able to make a change. Yeah. So, you know, James and Nevi, you both mentioned a couple of things, but if you all are comfortable sharing, I think all of us identify as a minority in some kind of way. Um, what are some challenges that you've had to kind of face like while you were in college, whether it's related to um, your professional or academic life or not? And I guess I can kind of start. Um, so I identify as a South Asian woman um, or South Asian female. And whenever I've gone to job interviews, especially like very particular industries such as consulting, I did like a big consulting recruiting round mm-hmm. this past um, fall semester. Every time I sat in an interview, it felt like I was the only colored person by far and one of the few women who were sitting there. And in the beginning, I was very uncomfortable by it. And I was, you know, kind of doing what you were saying, James. I was trying to, like, fit in and see how I could, like, gauge in conversation with that. But then I realized that, like, my experiences make me very me. Mm-hmm. And that yeah. when I, when I like, just started off, like, sitting in that waiting room, gauged with people in ways that still define me, I went into that confident more, like, or went into that interview a lot more confident than when I hadn't been doing that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's like speaking from my experience, but is there anything com- that you all would be comfortable sharing with in terms of something that you've experienced? I guess I can elaborate on kind of what I experienced when I first came in and how that like has changed the perspective of me ever since I've been in college. Yeah. Is coming into college, I so I was raised in a very um, predominantly white community yeah it was like 90 percent white and 10 percent other hispanic asian um african-american and i was predominantly hanging out the majority of my time with the white community yeah and coming into georgia tech i I thought the same exact thing if i wanted to be social if i wanted to be in like involved i had to fit a mold and hang out with the same type of people. Yeah. And I didn't realize how diverse Georgia Tech was until like, I came to Facet, like Nevi said. But even after that, I didn't really know what Georgia Tech was, so I still tried to fit the mold. And the first, I guess, interaction or experience that I had was going into Rush yeah. and trying to basically just spit out exactly what they said right back at them yeah. in a different way so that it would seem like I was interested in what they were saying and not really giving my own opinion on anything. And then the last day of Rush, I didn't end up getting a bit anywhere and realized that, like, oh, maybe I'm, like, not cool enough. Maybe I'm not not yeah. fit for Georgia Tech. And I thought my social life is over because I'm not in Greek life. But after that, I realized that finding friends outside of Greek life was, like, so important to me mm-hmm. and realizing how important it was for me to grow in my own way. Mm-hmm. And then in the spring, I came back and 
was basically myself. Like, I I started a vlog for like hey, a week and a half. Hey, look at that! And <laughs> and I cool. literally carried awesome. this huge <laughs> camera around campus, just like talking to myself. And for those That's of you who cool. don't know, James is um, very good with the videography. <laughs> <laughs> and big video guy. <laughs> I, uh, uh, I I basically just did it because I was like, I want to try it. And Casey Neistat was my inspiration of doing everything. Yeah. And I was like, it. I should just might might as well try it just to. I guess kind of commit to something that I actually really enjoy doing. Yeah. And I think it was after that point where I realized that I should just pursue anything that I'm passionate about and not worry about what other people are thinking. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I think uh, if we have time. Oh, absolutely. Um, as I had an internship two years ago, and it was for, so I was a product manager and I was working on this project with team of like six developers mm-hmm. um all college students as well they were all guys um and I think that's something you kind of just have to expect when you go into the tech force it's a, there's a lot of initiatives for women to be in tech um you know right now it's like still on the rise <laughs> but um so I'm working on this project and automatically I felt like I was taking like the secretarial role you know there mm-hmm. was like all these developers mm-hmm. I was like hosting meetings and I felt like they all knew all these complicated technical terms which I pretty much knew, but I'm not a computer science major, and I think that when you're in a room and you're the minority, it's a little—I don't know—it's a little scary sometimes because yeah. you're like, "Who's going to advocate for me? Like, I'll advocate for myself, but who's going to back me up?" Yeah. Um, you know, so I'm sitting in this project and I'm like taking notes and I'm scheduling meetings and I'm doing all like the side work. Yeah. And then I think to myself, like, I am the product manager. Like, I can manage <laughs> these people, um, and I don't know. There's a lot of controversy controversy over Sheryl Sandberg's book, Lean In. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you can take what you want from it based on who you are. But um, So I leaned in, like the book Lean In. Yeah. Um, I leaned in and I said, okay, look, we got to get this project done. Um, they basically looked at me like I was crazy because I'm a business major who like doesn't know anything about anything. Yeah. But um, yeah. <laughs> I got the project done. Um, and it was actually like a really important moment for me because I realized like I don't really care who is on my team. Like yeah. I don't care yeah. where you're from or no, like I care where you're from. Don't <laughs> I, <laughs> I care where you're from? But in this sense, like I'm not gonna look at you different because of whatever X Y Z. Yeah. Um, and I think that like sometimes it's it can be disheartening sometimes to be a minority, but then you have to realize like no, I'm a woman. Like I'm super strong, and because Ooh. I'm a woman, yeah. I'm strong. Yeah. Um, and I'm gonna lead this team. So I think that it's important to take who you are and really play it into your projects and your work. I think that initial, like, and I had mentioned this when I was talking about the interview process, but I think that initial, like, when you initially break that barrier and you're like, okay, I'm going to forget about me being different or me being a minority, it's very awkward. But the second you kind of start to embrace it, it increases your confidence. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it definitely did yeah. that, like, for me at several points in time. Actually, the same thing. Um, so I also went through a few, like, consulting interviews and all that in the fall. And mm-hmm. I definitely found myself kind of feeling not as confident in myself because I didn't fit the same mold as mm-hmm. everyone else in the waiting room looked like or was like talking like or anything like that and kind of building like from that experience where I was in interviews and not super confident I was like you know that I think was my pitfall was that mm-hmm. I wasn't able to market myself effectively and so I you know took that and then trying to kind of figured out that for me I need to be able to embrace who I am because I am like I'm a South Asian man. Mm-hmm. I'm in the LGBT community. Mm-hmm. Like all these things that define who I am that may not be true for other people mm-hmm. going for the same kind of kind of jobs. Like I should use that to my benefit instead of that, thinking of it as a hindrance. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, and kind of using that in interviews to like 
kind of put myself apart from all the other candidates. Mm-hmm. Like I, I come from a different like perspective. I, I can bring a new kind of fresh set of eyes to the to the project or the to the team, whatever mm-hmm. whatever it may be. And like that that's an asset for you as a company. Like kind of conveying that has been really important for me. It's like, I think, just to your point, like, it's so important to just celebrate that diversity. I think Mm -hmm. our society sometimes gets so afraid of, you know, or, like, when groups are not, like, homogenous, that that change or that difference between people, it scares people for some Mm -hmm. reason. But that's something that we should be celebrating. Um, And, like, it shouldn't be something that we as a minority should, you know, be afraid of or be afraid to speak out because like yeah. it's an amazing thing like yeah. the fact that like we can all sit here and talk about this and make an impact on our community is just incredible um so i think that like celebrating that publicly and like encouraging others to celebrate diversity is like important have you all like what is i guess the biggest or most exciting or like heartwarming initiative you've seen that Scheller has taken towards embracing some aspect of diversity um i know for me one of them was i was sitting in a meeting um actually with the director of marketing and she kept on she kept on like talking about in the meeting, she was like, Scheller is more than just the typical student that you might think of um, in like a Georgia like business school. Mm-hmm. She was like, and we need to highlight that. And the fact that someone who was sitting at a high level at Scheller was speaking to that and enforcing it, that felt like that was, I was like, oh, like this is why I'm here mm-hmm. and, and I feel mm-hmm. good to be here and I feel proud to be here. So that was one moment that I had felt that way. I think for me, um, I, I believe it was our first year, um, that the Excel program started, and mm-hmm. that, that was really cool. Do you for mind? Me. Sorry, do you mind just oh, giving yeah, a little absolutely. briefing of what the Excel program is? So the Excel is? program is um, an initiative on Tech's campus where um, there are, I believe, it's um, mild intellectual and mm-hmm. um, something other disorders. D- different able. Yeah, d- right, uh, right. yeah. Neuro- neuroatypical um, people are able to get uh, two certificates um, from Georgia Tech. One that's kind of like a business. Um, certificate and one that's more, I mm-hmm. think, um, like rudimentary skills based, and um, that was really, really cool to me because you know Georgia Tech has a lot of prestige and it kind of has a, a high barrier to entry for mm-hmm. a lot of people, mm-hmm. and giving um, people who are neuroly neuroatypical the opportunity to experience the same things that we are and be a part of the Yellow Jacket family, I think, was really, really cool to me um, because that's like definitely, uh, um, I guess. A group of people that wouldn't necessarily be on Tech's campus otherwise, right? Um, and having classes with them, like interacting with them on a day-to-day mm-hmm. basis, like has been really cool and has really opened my eyes to a lot of like their issues and like the perspectives that they bring mm-hmm. um, to classwork and also to just like life. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's been really, really cool for me. That's awesome. Yeah, I remember I was sitting. Um, it was Diwali like two years ago in October. Yeah. Do you want to give any little yes. briefing about what the Diwali <laughs> is? The Indian Festival of Lights. It's like a super beautiful holiday. Basically, um, you know, families will like light little candles and mm-hmm. leave them out so that the gods can come and bless your house at night. Um, it's a super like beautiful, wholesome family holiday. Um, you know, at school though, it's like a little hard. I felt like um, I actually haven't had the opportunity to get involved in any of the Indian organizations mm-hmm. on campus, which that is my biggest regret of college. <laughs> um, but anyway, so. It was Diwali last year, two years ago, and I'm sitting on my phone. My WhatsApp is blowing up from family in India, wishing me happy Diwali. My family's texting me, and I'm like, wow, like I really wish I was with them. 
um, I walk out of class and there's a Diwali celebration in the courtyard and I was like what like I had a samosa I like <laughs> did a little rangoli which is like this um, like colorful powder art design that you can do um, and it was like really nice it just brought a little piece of home yeah. to me and yeah. taught other people about a culture that's so or a holiday that's so important to me like I Absolutely. never would have talked about it probably with anyone like maybe I'll text my Indian friends and say oh happy Diwali yeah. but um you know I got to walk out with my like super American friends and say like this is my holiday like yeah. <laughs> come do this with me so that was like super amazing to end it kind of um I found this quote from our dean who's a woman by the way so this fits in <laughs> wonderfully so Dean Mariam Alvi um she stated that um, diversity in all of its forms is one of Georgia Tech's greatest strengths. Uh, we are committed to creating a culture of inclusive excellence at the Scheller College where all individuals feel invested and engaged in our business school's mission. Um, so to kind of end the podcast, I'm just going to go around and if all of you, um, please feel free to take a second, but if you could just devi- define what diversity and inclusion means to you in either one word or one sentence, we'll just go around and hear that. So, And feel free to take your time and just indicate me when you're ready. Sorry, I uh, threw a hard one at you. <laughs> Whenever someone says like one word, I'm like, oh my god, what word? That's why. That's why I threw in one sentence too, because that's too much pressure. Investment. Mm-hmm. I used this in another panel, so it's it's like kind of like the first word I thought of. But I also think it applies here in the sense that if you invest in others, not only will they grow, but you'll grow as well, and yeah. you might grow more than them. And realizing that investing in something whether that's a person or a flower or like a car or anything um, you're going to get experiences out of that you're going to get new friends out of that whatever it may look like and I think that is like one of the most important things of growing as a person is making those new experiences making those those new friends and yeah that's the the word I would use investment love that yeah I think diversity, similar to what James is saying, but maybe a little different, is just digging deeper. I mm-hmm. think that you can't take everyone for face value. You can't just look mm-hmm. at them yeah. and have an opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, you have to dig deeper. And then also, when you're having a discussion, don't just, you know, have the conversation, let it end. Like, ask more questions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, when, I, when I was talking about the volley before, but... My friends didn't just say like, oh, that's cool. They said, oh, well, what is Diwali? Like, why do you celebrate Diwali? Like, which gods are blessing your house? And I think that, you know, the fact that you're able to like pry into someone, I don't know if I said that right. (laughs) Not pry. (laughs) We'll move past it. (laughs) The fact that you're able to dig deeper and really understand Mm -hmm. is a really great quality in a person. And I think that's how we're going to create diversity is just asking questions and being curious. Yeah, absolutely. I think for me, um, the first thing that comes to mind for diversity and inclusion is innovation because the the more diverse you are the more you include different perspectives and different types of people mm-hmm. i think the the better chances you're you're going to be innovative in thought and innovative in in uh, process and execution yeah. um because you have so many different ideas and so many different ways of thinking ways of living kind of coming together to synthesize one like outcome i think the, the more you have um, different people kind of spitballing ideas, the, the better off you're going to be in terms mm-hmm. of that end result because mm-hmm. you'll have kind of all of your bases covered. Um, and so that's, that's what that means for me. That's awesome. Well, um, I just really, really want to thank you all for being here today. This was a super special one for me to record, and I like I just think it's amazing that all of you um, were open to being so vulnerable and, and you're talking about something that you seem to be passionate about. Um, and, you know, we're always – 
looking for more recommendations on how we can grow. So thank you for being here. Thank you for, um, having, thank you for having us. Yeah. This is awesome.